Hello and welcome to the episode of Octal FM Soundbite. I am Sefran. And I'm Gelada. And we continue our ongoing discussion uh, of VR-related bits and bobs. Mm. Uh, we recently did an episode on VR again. Um, yeah. And wouldn't you know it, there's more VR news to discuss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and today it is coming from Sony, who mm. are surprisingly involved and active when it comes to the VR space because they released their PlayStation VR like headset and kit effectively. Mm. I want to say like in like 2016, 2015, something like that, like a while ago now. 2016, was, yeah. 2016. And it was reasonably affordable. I think it was like something like yep. 400 pounds on release and then it's gotten a yep. bit cheaper since then. And I think more prominently, it was important that it was accessible, like easy. Because yeah. especially in 2016, I remember like if you wanted VR, you had to get like a whole, even now you still have to, but it's a little bit more straightforward yeah. still. But it's a whole thing, right? You've got to set up everything. You have the computer to be able to support it. You've got to have enough room, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Whereas PlayStation VR was kind of just ready out of the box for the most part. Like, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like completely plug and play, but it was a much more seamless experience than most of the offerings at the time. And it has gotten a little better sense. We've talked about um, the Quest 2, for example, and yeah. uh, that sort of like push towards more lightweight wireless VR, but we've also mm. talked about some of the limitations that come with that as well. Yeah. So Sony have announced they they are basically revising their PlayStation VR to the PlayStation VR two, very innovatively yeah. named, um, <laughs> but specifically to work with the PS five, right? Because the PSVR yeah. was for PlayStation four, and I'm assuming they don't necessarily yeah. work with one another. No, don't, I don't actually know. I assume they don't, but yeah, like. Sony did a big like state of play, kind of like their their Nintendo Direct, effectively. Um, but for Sony, where they announced the PSVR two and a bunch of games, we knew it was coming. We knew that this was a thing. There's been loads of rumors for ages. Um, the things that are kind of interesting, it's still wired. It's still a wired headset. Mm -hmm. One cable to your to your PlayStation. They have definitely continued to focus on accessibility. Um, which makes great, you know, complete sense for a console-based VR. Like, it's got to be plug-and-play. And they've added the kind of inside-out tracking that you have with the Oculus Quest, which is where there are cameras um, on the headsets to track where you are in yeah. space. So in that your you local don't need space, base yeah. stations, right? And things like the Valve Index and the Vive and, and all of those, and even the the oculus rift like in order to get true sort of like room scale like you can move around in your living room vr you need to have base stations and that's extra yeah. wiring it's like you've got to like mount them maybe on the wall yeah it's, just, it's a lot like, more involved like they they need to, to be honest they need to die a death right like yeah. it's just not I think long term, it just doesn't make sense for anything apart from permanent installations in like VR experience centers. Yeah, if um, you want to go for like the whole hog, then absolutely by all means. But yeah. if you want it as a consumer product in the home, they're just very impractical. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I think the inside out tracking, it works. It's worked since the quest. Like mm. you can you can do it. Um, so they've added that to PSVR 2. They have bumped up the resolution um, to, again, also match the Oculus Quest 2. But the, there's a few interesting things that are coming out. Like, that, again, it's still relatively... Well, we I don't think we know a price yet, but it's still going to be... It, I imagine it's going to be relatively affordable. And 
some of the interesting things, one of them is that they are going to do um, eye tracking. So that means that where you're looking, they will be able to detect where you're looking, like inside the headset. Mm-hmm. And the key benefit of being able to do that is that our peripheral vision is really bad right our brain tells us it's good and that we can see around us but we can't really right we can only really see in in high quality what's directly in front of us so if you can track someone's eyes then you can reduce the quality of the of everything that you're rendering around the edges and you won't be able to tell right so it's just a very good optimization trick which is great because you're on a console um so you can you know, you can optimize more. It's not, it's unlikely to like have you, I I don't know for sure, but I imagine it's not going to be precise enough to like activate menus based on looking at them. No, Like that is no, true because, because what you don't know is that your eyes like, like there are like eye tracking things you can like buy and you can use and they, it is quite like, there's a lot of smoothing you have to do to mm. like understand where someone is looking because their eyes move around a lot so yeah, it's like your eyes that, flick around a lot more yeah. than you realize because yeah even though they're moving you're still usually focusing on the same sort of spot a lot yeah. of the time um so trying to get a computer to sort of know what you're looking at without sort of like basically the ai of it smoothing over sort of like well exactly. you've looked at this like most of the time but something yeah it's not going to work super well if you want like a interactive experience with it. Like it's not going to be used to say, for example, yeah. like looking in the right direction within a shooter game or controlling menu systems with just your eyes, etc. But like you say, it's going to be useful for like having a general understanding of what you're focusing on so that maybe the game can, like you say, like render out or rather not render out certain elements of things exactly. that's producing performance requirements. Um, and it can help maybe like track, I don't know, the direction of travel for something so they can maybe sort of yeah. like try to help limit that level of motion sickness that you can often mm. get with with yeah. uh, with vr stuff like i imagine there's probably some use, useful little hidden behind the scenes elements of this that's mm. going to come with it rather than like direct gameplay things yeah exactly a couple of other things we're expecting well i think they've announced like a reasonably high refresh rate up to 120 hertz um which is great like higher refresh rates in VR headsets. Like the the Oculus, the first Oculus Quest was seventy two hertz, mm-hmm. which is relatively low nowadays. So you're almost double now with the PSVR two, and a relatively wide field of view as well. Um, another interesting thing is that they've added some sort of like vibration, like haptic feedback on the headset itself, which is hmm. kind of interesting. Yeah, it remains to be seen whether we see that adopted elsewhere and how yeah, useful it's kind that of is an interesting choice like i don't really know what you would need that for but like i mean we probably said the same thing about like haptic feedback in controllers from the n64 right yeah. so, <laughs> right um and they've got some new controllers as well which look very similar to something like the valve index controllers um there's sort of you know uh things that you're holding a little bit like nunchuck like we nunchucks yeah. with like a a circle around your like your hand or your wrist or whatever. Yeah, and those, they seem to be coming a bit of a standard for VR controllers, really, those yeah. that design. And that's because those that allows them to put sensors around your hand, right? So mm. that it can do things like detecting where your fingers are and, you know, that kind of sort of like like extra sensing. Um, it, again, remains to be seen how far down that rabbit hole they go. Um, things like, you know, on, the, on one end of the spectrum, you have the Oculus Quest, which can do actual hand recognition um, when, you, when your hand is in front of the cameras. Uh, and then at the other end, you've got something like the Valve Index controllers, which, yeah, are very like, 
lots of capacitive sensors so you can kind of tell where someone's hands are based on like what what fingers are resting on the controller what can we yeah. sense from the you know the tracking around the edges things like that so you know fairly they look fairly standard it doesn't look like there's there's some haptic feedback in those as well which is relatively unusual i guess for, for vr um controllers but yeah like nothing super um you know nothing super groundbreaking in any of it really all of this tech is stuff that is available but you would typically be paying a thousand pounds plus for this is stuff that is reserved really for the high end um yeah you know headsets and sony hopefully are going to do what they did with the psvr which is effectively make a you know almost best in class vr experience but at half the price so long as you already have a ps5 yeah a much smaller infrastructure for it but you still get right. that experience yeah i was going to say the eco yeah the ecosystem for playstation vr compared to like oculus or pc vr is like well from what i know is like pretty minimal compared yeah um so yeah it's definitely a i i feel like despite the fact that psvr was basically the best-selling headset because it was so accessible um i think that you know yeah you are limited in that you're in playstation land unfortunately i feel like it's probably a toy that's going to start gathering dust within six months of being purchased a lot of the time mm. with these things because unlike other vr headsets that can have a little bit of expanded lifespan by having yeah. new games and new applications and being able to use of it outside its initial use purposes in this case it's one of those where like you're so dependent on developers for sony making games and experiences for it that like if nothing particularly interesting comes out that grabs you it'll mm. probably just end up sitting on your desk unfortunately from not really being used yeah and they've announced a few games um you know there's a horizon vr game that's coming out um they're gonna do a no man's sky vr for playstation 5 no man's sky vr is already a thing um there's going to be a re- the couple of resident evil games i tell you what, if you could make vr chat on the playstation that would that would be good that would be that would be a big seller because mm. i imagine there's quite a lot of like teenagers and sort of young adults that want access to things like vr chat right and a playstation option would be really accessible but whether yeah. or not sony wants to put their i don't know if sony would want to ring, do that yeah <laughs> yeah is the other question but Sounds that I think it's going to be a bit of an expensive toy for Christmas, and that'll probably be mm. the extent of it, unfortunately. Um, it's But it's more a case of like looking at how the tech is being sort of made cheaper and minimized. Like it's a relatively small device and it's got the yeah. internal cameras. It has got a wire, but I think that's probably better if it means that it's going to be an overall cheaper experience for you because, like, yeah. for the most part, you're going to be sat in front of your console anyway. So a single wire is not that big a deal. So, yeah. yeah. Like, it's another small step forward in the solidification of like how VR is going to work in future. And a big company like Sony is never a bad thing to be putting money into that sector for something like this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sony continuing to put, you know, they could have not done this, right? It could have been like a Kinect style, you know, okay, that was fun, but we're never going to do VR yes, again. Yes, exactly. But they've, yeah. they've done it. They've invested. This would take a huge amount of investment. So yes, continued yeah. kind of like backing of vr by sony you know if you compare to nintendo and microsoft uh i think is i know microsoft got hololens but for gaming specifically um you know it's nice to see that that one at least one of the three um heavy hitters is is trying in that space yeah continuing to back vr that does show that you know i mean we all know that it's here to stay but it shows that it is 
on its way to becoming more accessible, cheaper, mm-hmm. you know, more options, more experiences, which is great because it's never going to replace. We know now it's not going to replace gaming, you know, console gaming, TV gaming, PC gaming or whatever. But, you know, it is another platform and an interesting one. And yeah, we're, we're working our way there to better hardware, more accessible, less of a toy and more of a you know actual viable part thing, of the experience but, yeah yeah but at the moment as you say this is probably still still feels a little bit like it's on the experimental end yeah for sure it's going to be a nice expensive toy for christmas that you'll play with for a couple of months and that like you'll get a kick out of every so often and that'll probably be the extent of it um but like i say no bad thing necessarily it's a continuation of the tech so and when something does change dramatically in VR space, I imagine we'll probably cover it again in future well, because yeah. it seems to be within our our wheelhouse now, really. We seem to cover it quite frequently. Um, mm. But until that next time, I've been Sefran. And I've been Gelada. And catch us again in front of the Octal FM soundbite very soon.